Hey, this is Michael Emery. Thanks for tuning into the Slow Baja. This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza, handmade in small batches, and hands down, my favorite tequila. You know, I've long said it. Ask your doctor if Baja is right for you. Well, I want to say a hearty thanks to all those folks who are coming on the Slow Baja Vintage Expedition. They got the okay from their doctor, and they're going to have a great time exploring Baja Norte with me. Hey, folks, selfie stand-up here from uh, Slow Baja HQ. Uh, breaking news. Um, over the Labor Day weekend, we had an entry transfer from the 2023 Slow Baja Vintage to the 2024 event. So if you've been hankering on going with us, uh, now is your time. Do not delay. Hit me up. Use the contact button at slowbaja.com. If you've got something 1993 and older or something that looks like a 1993, I'd love to have you join the fun and uh, come to Baja with us October 15th through the 20th. San Felipe to San Felipe. One night in a hotel on either side. Four nights under the stars with chef-prepared meals. Cerveceria Transpeninsular when we get into camp and probably a little tequila fortaleza by the campfire so if this sounds like a little bit of uh the way you'd like to experience slow baja don't delay hit me up right now so if you want to get in on the 2024 slow baja vintage this time in baja sur you got to check out the adventures tab at slowbaja.com and if you have a newer rig and a lot of folks did inquire with newer rigs um and you want a winter getaway, the Slow Baja Rally is February 23rd to March 3rd. It's a slow roll from San Diego down to Loretto and back. About 10 days long, we're going to have a couple of nights laying over in Loretto. I've got some ready-made adventures for you there. Uh, if you want to get off on a one-day mule packing trip, or if the weather's good and you want to get out on the water, we're going to have a one-day water adventure. Uh, there's also going to be a one-day volunteer project for folks who might want to do that. And if you got some stuff that you need to address on your, your rig, well, we're going to have some hand-selected Slow Baja approved mechanics, whether you need a welder or a tire shop or a mechanic transmission, whatever it is, we're going to have uh, those resources for you. So it's going to be easy for you to get whatever you need addressed, addressed. You know, it's not the longest or the largest or the most miles. It's the slowest and the best miles and hopefully the most smiles. All right. For more information, check it out. It's a Slow Baja rally at slowbaja.com slash adventures. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You can always reach me through the contact link at slowbaja.com. Once again, that's February 23rd through March 3rd, 2024, the Slow Baja Rally. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Slow Baja today. My heaping dose of gratitude is more of an acknowledgement. My Baja buddy, Slow Baja alum, Mr. Dune Buggy, Jim Chamberlain, the nicest guy on four wheels, just turned 80 years old. And I want to wish him a happy, happy birthday, Jim. I can't wait until our paths cross again in Baja and I get to pour you a shot of Fortaleza. I know you'll have your slow Baja logoed shot glass at the ready. You always do. You're an inspiration. I got to tell you a deep inspiration on how to live and how to enjoy life. So happy birthday, Jim Chamberlain. All right. Well, today's show is uh, with guide and naturalist and the man to know in Guerrero Negro, Zeal Martinez. Zeal, again, he's an amazing, uh, multi-talented human being. He's got a, uh, a knife shop there where he's hand handcrafting knives. He's a naturalist and guide. I happened to uh, organize a whale watching trip with him and uh, took out uh, 20-some people to do some whale watching. And uh, when he's not running whale watching trips, when it's not whale season, he can get you off to uh, the cave paintings or to see the antelope or uh, any multitude of the things 
things that the central, beautiful Baja Desert has to offer. Zeal's your man, and without further ado, Zeal Martinez, today on Slow Baja. We're rolling here. We are in Guerrero Negro. It is Slow Baja, and I am with the famous Zeal Martinez. And you, uh, you are a guide extraordinaire, but you're also well known for being a knife maker. Yes. So let's talk about it. Where, where are you from, amigo? Well, I was born in Chiapas, uh, in the south of Mexico, but at the age of 14 years old, I decided to move to the capital to study the high school, and then I get enrolled in the Mexican army, and I've been traveling around my whole country for 21 years. 12 years ago, 15, year, 15 years ago, uh, here was my last military assignment, and then I decided to get on a former retirement and settle down here. So tell me about your town. Tell me about Guerrero Negro. Well, Guerrero Negro is a, a small community and, of course, nice. It's a small town that you can uh, know every place in only 20 minutes, but also the history of their habitants in two hours. It's a friendly community uh, that used to be considered as a gas station area and continue the trip. But there are more than only whales here. We have many activities to do. And every person who travels to this area, at least I recommend to stay here four to five days to enjoy the central desert, the magic of the central desert. Yes, let's get into that. So your guide... You're a well-known guide, maybe a famous guide, and the Central Desert. Tell me about it. It's a it's an amazing place. Yes, it's far from everywhere in the middle of nowhere, but just in the heart of the peninsula. And here we have the very best from different way of life from many other people around mainland Mexico, for example, and plenty of historical places. For example, Guerrero Negro was founded uh, in 1976 because of the salt works. And here we have the biggest salt works in the world. But also in this area, in Central Desert, we have another town, it's called El Arco. And El Arco used to be a mining town, a gold mining town, in the first years of the last century. And so El Arco, known to many as the halfway point of the Baja 1000. If you made That's it to right. El Arco, you've done something. You felt like maybe you take your first exhale. You've, you've made it, El Arco. Uh, but um, getting back to the central desert, when, what's, you say four or five days in Guerrero Negro. Most yes. people would say you're crazy. Why would I do that? So tell me, <laughs> why? Yes. What, are, okay. what, what is here that people should see? The cave paintings. Let's start with that. Usually people think that Guerrero Negro means only gray wells. No, the people who look for my services, for my uh, company in their travels, uh, usually tell me that, hey, see you, I will be in Guerrero Negro for two or three days, four days. Please uh, prepare all my activities and all the places you want us to go to visit. So uh, here, we are very fortunate because, of course, we have the central desert, 
And in the Central Desert here, we have the very best of the cave paintings, for example. Here we have the great mural style of the cave paintings, considered among the big five in the cave paintings around the world, like the Tanzania in uh, Africa, Spain, uh, France, uh, with the Aborigines in Australia, and proudly in America, in Mexico, in Baja California Peninsula, uh, the great mural style that is considered as the very best. Not for the size, but for the composition. There are many clues. For example, when you are observing stars, stargazing, you have to know some uh, keys to what observe. In the great mural style of cave paintings also, we offer some clues, uh, some keys to enjoy the cave paintings of Baja California. So you, you're able to break it down a little bit, but there's still a lot unknown about the cave paintings, yeah? Yes. How, how, what's the consensus on when the cave paintings were, were made? Well, uh, cave paintings is one of the most famous tourist traps in the peninsula, in Baja. People want to know something. Actually, we know who painted, when painted, how did they paint it, but we're still wondering one question. Why? Why? What's yeah. the purpose? What's the message? What's the meaning? And usually people want to know some answers to the question. Uh, to visit the cave paintings is not in the pursuit of that answer. It's more to open a place for more questions. And sometimes people return with more and more questions that in the next days you will be wondering, hey, what happened to these people? Why only from 10,000 to 5,000 years for the great mural style? What happened to these people? Was the same uh, environment, the same uh, landscape was here when these people arrived? Does anybody want to get uh, in the desert to suffer or to get thirsty uh, or hunger, uh, many, many other questions. So many questions. Yes. So many questions. And we need to consider that the people who paint these caves uh, were Stone Age people with no tools, but maybe with some interesting knowledge that we don't have right now uh, in modern times. Yeah. Hey, folks, I just want to say we are working in, we're recording here in Zewell's uh, knife shop. We've got some knife making going on in the background that you can hear the, the scraping and the polishing. And there's a small construction project going on in the yard that's adjacent. And it's just, it's a beautiful day here in Guerrero We just got off the water and we had such an extraordinary experience whale watching. So I think we should talk about that for a few minutes. Oh, uh, tell me, tell me about the the history of the whales, and maybe the history of the whale watching, and you, and your mm -hmm. your thoughts on what happens every day, day after day, in the whale season. It's amazing. Yes, uh, the most of the advertising for whale watching is for San Ignacio Lagoon, but uh, in the peninsula we have three major uh, sea lagoons. One is Ojo de Liebre here in Guerrero Negro. The other is San Ignacio Lagoon and the other uh, Magdalena Bay near to La Paz. Uh, the largest, the biggest lagoon is Guerrero Negro here. 
and we don't offer too much advertising and more and that is because more of the tourist operators are local but for me is one of the very best places to have the opportunity of a, a special and close encounter with those giants and more emotional uh, and intimate with that specimens. The 200 years ago, gray whales were considered the devil fish because their aggressive behavior. And it makes sense. Because, makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> because we hunt them. Yes. Uh, uh, the bubble and the fat of the whales used to be like the oil in modern times. Uh, we can slow, podemos bajarle un poquito también el volumen, sí, it's okay. If we slow the... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're fine. Okay. Whatever, it's all good. Well, uh, so uh, we, we used to hunt gray whales, especially because their coastal habits is the only whale who descends from a single lineage, and that is considered a primitive whale. All the whales are relatives, but gray whales are different, descend only his from fossils. So that offers some special characteristics that, for example, they don't think, they don't have a sonar or echolocation or nothing. Uh, they are completely visual to travel from the Bering and Alaska to Mexico, more than 9,000 kilometers in their journey. And they, there are two main uh, reasons that they travel to these lagoons. First is for mating purposes, and then to give a birth their calves, because it's a 13 months uh, period of gestation. And the other is because they don't like, they breathe air like us. They don't like to get trapped in the ice in winter in, in the north. So they travel all together only for protection, but they are lonely animals. Hmm. Usually when the mating process starts uh, 10 seconds and they never create a family uh, groups. Also the kids, when the, when the mom give a birth their calves, they usually stay with the mom six months feeding from milk. And then as soon as they learn how to get their own food from the bottom of the ocean, they split apart from their moms. Mm. Gray whales, to visit the gray whales is more like a emotional experience here uh, because from 30 years up to now, we are observing that every day more and more uh, tours become uh, whale painting. Maybe they want to interact with humans. And in this lagoon, in Ojo de Liebre, and sometimes Bisca, uh, San Ignacio and Magdalena Bay are the only opportunities that Grey Wells offers to the world uh, to be so close from humans as a species. When they return, they don't have any contact with humans. You said something funny on our tour today. Gray whales like what? They, what are they like? They like drunks and... 
Oh, they like uh, drunk people and kids. And it's because sometimes people, in my observation, that is my personal observation, usually people uh, go very stressed on the boat. Sometimes people, for the very first time, travel for this experience, and it's a, a little bit of uh, anxiety, uh, what could be happen. And sometimes the tour, because of, of a misunderstanding information on social media that, hey, if you travel to Baja, you will touch the whales. No, the tour is whale watching on a safe distance. It depends on the whale if she decides to approach to the boat. And that uh, high expectation sometimes uh, turns into, into frustration for the visitor. Uh, well, we are not sure to pet in them. If they want it, for sure we will do it. Yeah, it's not guaranteed. No, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, of course, no. I was here two years and ago and nobody pet petted the whale on my no. trip, and that's life. Absolutely. You know? And uh, we say that uh, great whales like uh, drunk people because sometimes when you drink a shot of tequila or, or something, we are it's a, a stress relief. So we are pure emotion. And that interaction is what great whales wants. That stress relief and that pure interaction is what the whales like. That's what Slow Baja likes. We're going to take a quick <laughs> break, and we'll be right back with Zeal Martinez. Here at Slow Baja, we can't wait to drive our old Land Cruiser south of the border. And when we go, we'll be going with Baja Bound Insurance. Their website's fast and easy to use. Check them out at BajaBound.com. That's BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. Big thanks to my new sponsor, Nomad Wheels. They stepped up and sponsored the Slow Baja Safari Class at the Nora Mexican 1000. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but Slow Baja is running a set of 501 convoys in utility gray, and they look pretty damn sharp. They were a little shiny. I will admit that they were a little shiny when uh, I got them installed at Basil's Garage just before the Nora Mexican 1000. But after, I don't know, 3,800 miles of Baja dirt, they look perfect. They really do. Nomad wheels.com that's right check them out reflecting a minimalist approach to off-road travel nomadwheels.com okay zeal you were just telling me about drunks and babies and what whales like you like people who are relaxed they like people who are having a little fun yes do you have absolutely. any theories about why the why the mama whales are coming to visit it's not the males the males never come no, no, also the males travels, also okay. uh, juveniles, but the curious is the baby. And usually in the first days of a newborn, uh, maybe a baby says, hey mom, there is a boat. But as soon as the baby tries to approach, the mom, of course, wants to protect. Hey, wait, allow me to scan everybody in the boat. And then if it's safe, you can approach. As soon as the baby continues his growth, uh, the mom usually is taking a nap, and the baby says, hey, mom, I, it's a new boat. Okay, go. Just like, like humans. Uh, and that interaction is what I really, really enjoy, especially in February and the very first week of March, usually at the 
beginning of January is the mating and they are doing their stuff and they don't want to be disturbed and some sometimes it happens on a whale watching tour and we feel a little bit um, embarrassed because we are interrupting maybe you're interrupting the mating yes something as uh, sherry bondy says the pink floyd the pink floyd comes out <laughs> yes it's a funny term the pink floyd but uh, it's because uh, gray whales only mate for uh, when the female is really is ready to get pregnant they don't have sex for fun so that signs is offers a pinky color just like the the color of your lips in the inner area and it's a some kind of purple red uh, pink coloration in the excitement of the moment penis talk whale penis talk <laughs> here on slow baja we finally got there with zeal martinez well tell me about um you've got a season here so it's january february march the whales are off by april and what are you doing in the next season yes what tell me about the the guide guiding trips and and the rest of your year mm-hmm. from april to december uh, guerrero negro becomes uh like a ghost town because the road conditions but now more than ever we we know a uh, bad roads brings nice people so uh, here in Guerrero Negro we can enjoy uh, cave paintings of course the pronghorn preserve the pronghorn preserve yes you see that there. is a, an endemic an endemic uh, mammal originated in America and is the fastest animal on earth on long distances uh, we have the salt works the biggest salt works in the world we have the opportunity for sport fishing also to to float in the salt ponds with a highly concentrated uh, waters in salt like the dead sea so you float easily and of course the food seafood is one of the best around the world here fresh from the lagoon and so you tell me you you were in the in the army and you've traveled all around mexico and your last posting was here in guerrero negro and you decided to stay yes that says a lot about this place that most people as you said mm-hmm. just drive by and, and gas up and go malarimo is pretty close to the highway okay mm-hmm. maybe i stop there for a meal and then go mm-hmm. what do you really love about this place Guerrero Negro. Tell me three or four things that are your favorites. If people are coming here, what, what, in the first place, nature, of course. Nature, uh, wilderness is one of the very best. Central Desert offer more than ninety percent of the native uh, forest from the desert. In the second place, uh, this area concentrates the very best of the people in the whole peninsula. Is completely different behavior from the people from the border for example near to Tijuana or Cabo area uh, with the party spring breakers no here in Central Baja everybody wants to help you everybody wants to offer you some direction some shelter some food if you are in trouble in the middle of nowhere everybody is willing to help readily available can you unpack that can you explain that to me because of course 
people listening in the states often have a notion about Baja that oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna get robbed if I don't get robbed by the cartels the police are gonna r rob me and and really it's it's I'm saying it week after week after week but I want you to tell mm -hmm. me about why why are, why are people so wired to be helpful here what is it is it from the rancher culture is it from the, it's a, it's the Jesuit a, times is it from wh where does it come from do you think no I think that there are, it's a combination First of all, uh, the geography, the highway number one, for example, is the only way to travel so far in the peninsula. And in the north and in the south, we have two military uh, checkpoints that offers safety. Uh, second one, here the people needs to be self-sufficient in many ways, and we are uh, shy people, but when somebody approach, we are like a mirror. Uh, if somebody approach angry, we becomes maybe angry. But usually, the people who arrives here is gentle, kindly, well educated people, and uh, very respectful people. Mm. So, I think that it's human nature to be a mirror what we are observing in front of us is, is that's it. It's not a magic and wilderness and nature do the rest. All right, so Seal, uh, you were telling me about, um, I was asking you about how, how does one get started making knives? Tell me about your, your yes, process. Uh, well, as a military and also as a scout in my early days, uh, I use a, a knife. For me, the knife is the right tool that offer to the human species that advantage in their uh, evolution. Without the knife, the humans were nothing. Uh, was, it wasn't capable to survive. So as a user, I try and buy, of course, many brands of knife, but pretty often they break, they fail, they uh, suffer from many other things. So I decided to make my own knives, my own trustable knives. And as soon as I start to make my knife, my own knife, a sense of proud starts to appear. Yeah, you oh. have a sense of pride about, you made I, this, I, I made this. I made this, yes, absolutely. And some people, I start to offer to make for the Christmas gift for some other people, friends, uh, compadres. And more and more people every day was telling me, hey, you should make, you should, you should sell, you should make more, make more, and you should, you should. Okay, I will listen some advice. And 12 years ago, when I decided to get on a former retirement from the army, I decided to entrepreneur in this kind of business. Okay, uh, talking to the family, uh, I will get on retirement and I will do everything what I love to do. So knife making was a joy for me. So we don't produce largest amounts of knives every year, but every knife is lifetime warranty. So we only use high carbon steel. And there is another curious thing. Uh, we don't like to use stainless steel and we only use a high carbon steel from the leaf springs from used cars. 
I see that. I see that, you know, as one who has leaf springs, I saw, I recognize where you're starting here. Yes. And that is the idea, uh, to do the best we can where we are with what we have. Are there any model springs that you like the best? Mm, well, uh, maybe uh, it's difficult, but mostly Toyotas <laughs> uh, from Jeeps, the old Jeeps from the 60s, 70s. Is high carbon, and of course, modern vehicles sometimes offer some vanadium tungsten uh, alloys. Your old leaf spring guys, watch out! Zeal's going to take your, uh, going to take your springs loose and lost. He's coming for you, loose and lost. Leaf springs party harder. <laughs> if somebody wants to that we build a batch from a special leaf spring. You can bring me all the springs, and for sure, the steel will be in your knives for your team. That's right. I can go over to Ensenada and pick up the leaf springs that have been replaced at uh, off of Slow Baja and have a little knife series. Look for that coming soon. The leaf springs made from <laughs> the knives made from my old leaf springs. All right, Zeal, you've been uh, terrific. Um, Thank you. What's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, well, usually we don't make any. Too much advertising, but on the social media on Facebook, we can find uh, Seoul Knives. Yep. Also, in my personal cell phone number with WhatsApp, is plus 52-615-15-97342. One more time on that number. Mm -hmm. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, plus 52-615-15-97342. All right. Well, I found you on... Uh on Facebook, and you were very responsive on the messages. I put together a, a trip for, for 11 people, and it was a lot of fun. We had close contact with the whales. The weather was spectacular. Um, we're going to head out for some tacos. You gave us a beautiful burrito lunch, uh, breakfast. We're going to head out for some tacos. Tell me about your favorite stop for tacos here. Is it uh, Tony's in the truck, un, or is it... Undoubtedly, Tony. Tony is considered, also that is a friend, is considered, according to the TripAdvisor, uh, as the very best fish taco in Baja. I know that is a challenge, but you have the last word in that. All right. The challenge is on. <laughs> Zeal Martinez in Guerrero Negro, Slow Baja approved. Uh, find him on the internet. Get him to guide you on a cave painting or come out for whale watching. We had a great time, and thanks again, amigo. Oh, See you, you soon. You're very welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Zeal Martinez. Uh, it was kind of fun hearing the ch -ch 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 of the uh, knives being sanded in the background. He's really a good guy to know. And again, he's got a secure parking lot. If you're going out whale watching and you want to leave your rig, he's a guy that uh, you can go out with, obviously, and uh, you can leave your rig securely in his gated yard. And obviously, you can stay there as well if you've got a uh, tent or a, uh, a vehicle that you can sleep in. So great spot, great guy to know. Zeal Martinez, Slow Baja approved. All right, well, hey, if you've got some tacos still jingling in your pockets, I really implore you, drop a couple in the tank. Come on, man, come on. <laughs> I'm out here uh, talking Baja week after week after week. Drop a taco in the tank. You can do that right through the donate tab on slowbaja.com, and it really, really, really does help keep this show on the road. Um while you're at slowbaja.com, you know, I've got a whole bunch of hats now in the Slow Baja shop. Check them out. Got all the uh, baseball hats are back. So whatever one you've been hankering for, if you need a freshie, they are there. 
while they last to help yourself get yourself a slow Baja hat, buy one for a friend. And hey, if you don't have any tacos in the tank, I get it. If you're not jingling any tacos, how about dropping a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to? Write something nice. It really does help people find the show, and that's supposed to be super important. I don't know. It's supposed to be. All right, well, I'm going to be back uh, soon with something fun. And uh, to quote Mary McGee's pal, Mary McGee, who is almost uh, a Hall of Famer, she's been nominated, but she hasn't been inducted yet. That's going to happen in September. Mary McGee's pal, Steve McQueen, he loved the desert. He loved Baja. And you know what? He said... Baja's life. Anything that happened before or after is just waiting. You know, I'm a minimalist when it comes to Baja travel, but the one thing I don't leave home without is a good old paper map. My favorite is the beautiful, and I mean beautiful, Baja Road and Recreation Atlas by Benchmark Maps. It's an oversized 72-page book. It's jammed with details. It brings the peninsula's rugged terrain into clear focus. Get yours at BenchmarkMaps.com. In fact, get two. One for your trip planning at home and one for your Baja rig. And while you're at BenchmarkMaps.com, you got to check out all their other atlases. I think they're up to 17 now, including British Columbia. They've got folding maps. They've got digital maps. They've got giant wall maps. My favorite, and I've got it up on my wall right here at Slow Baja HQ, is the 30-inch by 46-inch Baja wall map. It's so great to just look at one thing, see the entire peninsula there. I love it. BenchmarkMaps.com, Slow Baja approved. Huge news out of Ensenada. Huge news, folks. Cerveceria Transpeninsular has slow Baja on tap all summer long. That's right. I saw it for myself. Heck, I tasted it for myself. You got to get there. You got to check it out for yourself at Cerveceria Transpeninsular. It's right there next to the Hotel Corral and Marinas in the Playitas neighborhood. Get yourself a frosty cold slow Baja on tap, but don't delay. It's for a limited time only this summer. 